Welcome to the Dry Bones Ministries podcast. Each week, we'll bring you inspiring homilies and powerful stories from real Catholics, all about the truth, goodness, and beauty of Christ and His Church. If you're interested in supporting the work that we're doing, you can visit drybonespgh.org or follow us on social media at drybonespgh. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you are reminded of how much the Lord loves you and that you hear His invitation for you to come to life. Celebrate today the feast of uh, St. Pius V, who was, I don't know, 1400s or something like that, but he you know, formalized the uh, mysteries of the rosary. was also responsible, if you've ever heard uh, G.K. Chesterton's poem about the Battle of Lepanto, right? Muslim invaders were coming up from, um, I guess, from Ottoman from over towards Turkey, right? We're going to sack all of Christendom, right? And an extraordinary battle took place where the Western nations, the Christian nations were supposed to be completely routed, right? And uh, he attributed the victory to the intercession of Our Lady. So beautiful, beautiful feast. If you haven't listened to the Battle of Lepanto by G.K. Chesterton, it's very short. Listen, listen to it and you'll just love the poem. This is a gospel that we use, that I use almost every time for funerals. John 14, one to six. Starts off very beautifully. You can see why it's for funerals, right? In my father's house, there are many dwelling places. Jesus says, you know, this is the last supper. So he's about to go into the agony in the garden. Just wash the disciples' feet previous to this. You know, then we go into these beautiful discourses about him and the father and the intimacy that we're invited into and no longer call you slaves, but friends. And I'm, you know, the vine and the branches. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Right? It's why. Why is Jesus always saying that? You ever thought about that? For me, it's like, well, I was saying that because he wants to have peace of heart. And that's true. So I would, I would say just in my own prayer, there's a personal and a practical reason for Jesus saying that. Over and over again. Do not let your hearts be troubled. He gives us the assurance there's many rooms in my father's house, right? But why is he always saying, do not be afraid, have no fear? You know, in so many different ways, he says it 364 times. The personal way is because he wants us to have peace of heart. But there's something I think quite practical to it, and they go together. And the practical is when we live out of a place of fear, we cause chaos. This is true in my own life. I can point to so many times in my life where I've just caused so much chaos and so much turmoil and so much division and because it's been born from a place of fear. I've said this a lot, right? Insecurity, fear, immaturity, impurity. There's the fruit. So Jesus wants us to have peace of heart for ourselves that we could pass through this life peacefully so as to live forever with God in the next. But also because he knows when we're living from places of trouble, from places of fear, then it's going to bear fruit in anger, envy, resentment, jealousy, competence, all the fruit that's born of our fear. Can you imagine if the fear was replaced with peace? 
what would the fruit be? Well, the fruits of peace. Compassion, unity, mercy. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled because I want you to be at peace. That's true, personally. But because I also desire the fruit of peace to be born in the world and in your life. And when I operate from a place of fear, the chaos I can cause is endless. I look at times in my life where I've lived from a place of fear. And sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. Times I've lived from a place of fear and the, the just the, it's like a tornado. It's a hurricane. The damage that I've, it's like, ah. Uh. We killed God from a place. Look at what happened. That's from born from a place of fear. Chief priests were afraid that the power was going to be usurped. Sadducees and the scribes and the Sanhedrin were afraid that the Romans were going to crush the Israelites better for one man to die than for a nation, whole nation to perish, right? It's all this fear based caused the death of the Son of God. It's what causes death in our lives. So, the antidote, as you know, is to acknowledge the fear, to be honest about it. I'm afraid. I'm afraid, Lord. Here's what I'm afraid of. And to allow him to encounter that place of fear, right? Which I've forgotten to do lately. There's a great little prayer that I just learned. Oh, Jesus, King of love, I place my trust in your merciful goodness. When you know you've caused a lot of chaos, it's like I place my trust in your merciful goodness, Jesus, so that you, that you can bring a resurrection out of what I've made from living in this place of fear. It's a great line in a song I was listening to recently. How you make good out of the mess I've made is a profound mystery. How you make good out of the mess I've made, Lord. It's a profound mystery. Oh, Lord, I have made a mess. But you can make good out of it. So I place my trust in your merciful goodness. You, you, have, to, <laughs> you have to redeem this, Lord. You have to redeem this. I can't do it. So... We trust through the darkness. If we look back on our lives, if you look back on your life and realize, ooh, I've created a lot of impurity, impure fruits here. You can make it good, Lord. Just like you made Good Friday good. You can, a nun taught me to pray one time, Lord, make this better than if I had never committed this sin. Make this situation better than if I had never created it. We place our trust, Lord, in your merciful goodness.